Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I am so excited, you guys. We have Brandy Glanville today. Now, Brandy Glanville, of course, is my favorite villainess from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. In my opinion, she is sorely missed on that show. I loved watching her. I thought she brought great drama. She hasn't been seen since that one reunion. Do you remember that reunion two seasons ago when they they just did a videotape segment of Brandy? drinking wine and talking shit. It was like Andy Cohen just like cut to a video of Brandy like at her home or somewhere, you know, somewhere with a giant glass of wine. And she's like, okay, I'm here to talk shit about everyone. And then she like goes through the list. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. And I, for one, need Brandy back. I need her back. I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I heard from some inside sources that they don't have a lot of stuff on Beverly Hills this season. A lot of drama. So they're focusing more on, you know, lifestyle stuff and things that are pretty to look at, which is great. But we need some drama. We need, you know, some stuff. Rena has been the villain for two seasons, and I think she's tired of it. I think she's she's given up on it. And somebody else needs to take a, a turn here. And you guys, they need Brandy back. They need people like Brandy. They need a Taylor. They need a Kim. It's like, I don't understand why... Beverly Hills gets rid of all these people. Like, I know, and I've argued this on here before, but it's like, there's certain housewives I know people don't like, but they're good for the show. We need them for the show. Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean they shouldn't be on these soap operas that we're watching. So anyway, Brandy's like one of my favorite housewives. I mean, she's just was so good on her time. And she really had a rise and fall. I mean, talk about a rise and fall. That when she came in, she was coming in on crutches, season two. And then Kim and Kyle famously hid her crutches, (laughs) which, I mean, come on, what better TV than that? I mean, do you remember that they were having a, these women were having a game night and these two sisters decided to hide the crutches of this woman who was being introduced to them for the first time. So she couldn't get up from the couch. I mean, it was, it was so good. So, you know, Brandy started as sort of the underdog and, you know, she was famously uh, cheated on by, she was married to Eddie Cibrian, and then, uh, you know, it was alleged that he cheated on her with Leanne Rimes, and now Eddie's with Leanne Rimes. And of course, I know Leanne Rimes from Coyote Ugly, right? I mean, who out there doesn't watch that movie at least 10 times a year? <laughs> it's always on E, you know, E when it says like movies we love. And every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. It is a movie we love. Some of them, some of the, some of the movies E plays that they say we love, we don't love. We don't. They were playing Bride Wars the other day. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Bride Wars? That is not one we love. And it was like a big, uh, you know, big font at the bottom, like movies you love. And it's like, nope, you're wrong. But when I see Coyote Ugly on there, I'm like, yep, not in, I'm just not along. <laughs> Uh, and Leanne Rimes did the songs for Cody Ugly, and I love that movie so much. And she comes in, like Leanne Rimes comes in at the end of the movie and dances on the bar. Like, that's what I know Leanne Rimes from, other than the drama with Brandy. But anyway, I'm so excited to talk to Brandy about all of this stuff. You know, I want to ask her about Coyote Ugly. I want to talk to her about Beverly Hills, what she's been up to since. Oh, she did Celebrity Apprentice with our president, which, you know, is scary. <laughs> It's very terrifying that that man is our president now, but I'd like, I'm going to talk to her about that. I, you know, she's been on that, she was on that kitchen show with Brandy, you know, Brandy Norwood, the R&B singer. I mean, like Brandy Glanville has been around a lot of these people that we love, a lot of these pop culture celebs that, that I'm into. So I can't wait to ask her about all of them. 
Uh, before I get to that interview, I have a few other little pop culture tidbits I want to talk about. I open up on my Instagram, I put something on my stories, like asking what people want me to talk about or if they have any questions for me. And so I want to try to do maybe a couple a week and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe, you know, maybe we won't do any more. <laughs> but this week, uh, somebody wanted to know uh, what I thought about the Justin Timberlake song. You guys know, have you heard the new Justin song? Let's let's play it for a second. Okay, so here's the new Justin Timberlake song. Let's hear it. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the you guys, I like it. I, it sounds good. He's, he's giving good, great vocals. It sounds really good. Oh, I like the beat. I'm kidding, you guys. That was Ashley Tisdale's Last Christmas, which I'm still listening to. <laughs> uh, if only Justin could do something as good as that. <laughs> I mean, that's a song. That's a song. That's the only uh, version of Last Christmas I'm interested in. And I know it's mid-January. <laughs> I don't care, you guys. I, I don't care. Okay, so here's the actual Justin Timberlake song. So let's let's listen. Okay, you guys, I'm not, I can't play the whole thing. This will get removed if I play the whole thing, but I, his, the song's called Filthy, and I think we all expected to hear something country, right? Like, the images and stuff that Justin released before releasing the actual song, they were all, like, him in the woods in the fucking forest. It looked like, a, you know, his version of Joanne. I, you know, I, we all thought we were gonna get a Joanne album. And then he comes out with a song that's very, like, a... It reminded me a lot of Future Sex Love Sounds, that old, you know, his Sexy Back album, where it's it sounded a little new and techno-y, but I don't... I, you guys, I liked it, and I, I don't even like Justin Timberlake. Like, I hate to even... Is it weird that I don't even like to say that? Because I never forgiven him for what he did to Janet. You know, like, I felt like he really laid... He really let Janet run the bus over... <laughs> Wait, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, Janet really got ran over by that bus. What's the term I'm looking for? Oh, Janet got thrown under the bus. <laughs> that bus really drove over Janet, you know, when that Super Bowl thing happened. And I never forgave him. I felt like he just let her take all the blame. And she was completely ostracized from the industry. And now he's going to perform on the Super Bowl, but Janet's not, you know, able to. And he was the one that exposed her breast. You know, like, he ripped the the stuff off to expose her breast. So I've never truly forgiven him. I have, you know, warmed up to him at times, particularly the Trolls movie. <laughs> I really like that movie, you guys. I love the Trolls movie. It's so cute. <laughs> it is. I, like, make my nieces and nephews watch it whenever I'm home. <laughs> they're like, I'm like, let's watch a movie. Like, how about the Trolls movie again? And they're like, Uncle Danny, like, can we watch something else, please? I'm like, no, we're watching the Trolls movie. <laughs> So I, I warm up to him from time to time. I didn't like that song from the Trolls movie. But I do sort of like this filthy song. I think it's good. It's good. I don't, and I think I'm the only one that feels that way. Because from what I've seen, the reaction online is not very positive. It seems like no one else likes it. But it is good. It's exciting that we're getting something different. Because I thought we were going to get a country-western album based on the images. And maybe some of the music on the album will be country western influenced or something which is i like country music but i i was happy that that was not the case with this song and the videos i thought the video was cool i know it's lame is that lame i don't know because i liked it i liked it and i don't like him that much i should also mention that my tastes are terrible <laughs> like as you've noticed i'm still listening to ashley tisdale's version of last christmas so you know you take what i have to say with a grain of salt you know, I was in Ohio and over the holidays, and I found myself more and more like listening to Nickelback. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm the worst. But you know, I was in I was in Ohio and I was driving my mom's car around town, like going you know Christmas shopping and all that, and I was hearing Nickelback a lot. You know, they play that rock star song like every five minutes, still, still in Northeast Ohio. And you guys, by the end of my trip, I wasn't changing the station. I was like violent. I was like jamming along to fucking Nickelback, <laughs> and there's my favorite line of any song ever, 
is in that Nickelback Rockstar song. You know, that song's all about, like, becoming rich and famous and everything. And he says, the that Chad Kroger guy says, like, um, that he wants to go to restaurants and uh, sign a few autographs so he can meet, so he can eat his meal for free. And then he says, I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> it's so good. But maybe I could find it. I'm going to try to play it. And that's a rock star. Like, that's like a, a rock group. I mean, it was some, it's an, uh, truthfully, it's a good song, you guys. I don't even care who knows it. At this point, all my inhibitions are out the window. <laughs> Everything's gone away. I better get to my interview with Brandy Glanville because, you know, quite frankly, everyone's going to turn this off if I keep talking about Nickelback. But uh, anyway, so here is my interview with Brandy Glanville, uh, formerly of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and hopefully in the future again of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She has two great books. Oh, you guys, I have to mention this. She has two really fucking funny books. Like, she did Drinking and Tweeting and Drinking and Dating, and both of those books are legit funny. Like, they're great reads. If you're looking for, like, a beach read or a vacation read, I promise, like, I've read a lot of housewife books. Like, I've read a lot of these women's books, way too many. And Brandy's are honestly my favorite. I think they're very fun, light, funny. Drinking and Tweeting is her first one. It's 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 fantastic. But if you're just looking for something fun, like pick up her books. I'm not even, I know I just said I listened to Nickelback, <laughs> but I promise, I promise these are good books. So uh, pick up her books and then check out her podcast. Um, uh, unfiltered, Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. So here is my interview with Queen Brandy Glanville. Hi, Danny. Okay, guys. Hi, I'm here with Brandy Glanville, who we all know from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We know her from Famously Single, her books, her podcast. Uh, Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm getting ready to go get a spray tan, so I'm very excited about my day. Oh my god, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Um, I'm doing great, and actually, we have a couple connections. So Alec is your agent. And I went to high yeah. school with him. He was in my brother's wedding. Oh, my God. That's so funny. He said that you guys were good friends. Yes. I also worked at his company. I don't know if you remember. Years ago, he had a like casting company called GotCast. I worked there for a hot minute. That was, um, I think, way before um, my time here in L.A. Or maybe yeah. I just was not on TV yet. <laughs> I didn't need an agent yet. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was a while back. And then also I went to school with Drew Carter, who I think you know. He was on <laughs> um, Beverly Hills Housewives yeah. with you for a, a quick minute. Yeah, we went out like for a hot second. He's adorable. Yes, he's gorgeous too, right? Yeah. I have oh. good taste, what can I say? <laughs> yes. Okay, so you host Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. You've had tons of guests. My personal favorite interview is the one you did with Jill Zarin. It's like years ago, but it was so fucking good. I love Jill. I know that she gets, like, people either love her or they hate her. But I really, I love Jill. She's very real. And I think that, you know, yeah, she's pulled some shit. That is not maybe the best thing to do with your boss. But I've done the same thing. Um, <laughs> so I just get her, you know? Yeah. That interview, if anyone's a Housewife fan, they have to go back and listen to it. I sent it to everyone. It was just like a lot of good behind-the-scenes, juicy stuff. It was just one of the best Housewife interviews I've heard. So it was great. Oh, well, thank you. That's yeah. very sweet. Thanks. Do you have a dream guest for your podcast? Is there anyone you would love to get? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love having, like, all the Bravo celebrities on just because I watch so much Bravo. Like, I'm... I'm Literally, that's all we watch is Bravo and E and news in my house. They only watch the news and the kids aren't there because it's too depressing. Yeah. But we don't, like, I don't watch anything else besides maybe cartoons if the kids who want to come down out of their rooms for once in their lives. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, like, I really love anyone from the Bravo world or the E world. I just love having them on. And, my, you know, if I get a choice, I, I go straight to them. Yeah. Um, I don't have one particular person that I would love to have on. Um necessarily but I, I just love everyone from Ian Bravo yeah is there anyone that you've had that's been really shitty that's come in and like a Bravo celebrity that has been a train wreck um I've had a few people cancel like three times in a row where it was like okay you're not invited back because you know my studio is not at my house I drive yeah. to Beverly Hills it's a beautiful studio it takes me time to get there I you know 
it, it, everything's paid for for those hours. You know, we have those producers and mm-hmm. people, and then we get put expect with the bill. So there's a few people. I'm not going to name names right now, but um, that are just are not invited back. Period. Ever. I get it. Now we're going to talk about housewives, but I want to talk about your books for a second. I love your books. I think they're legit hysterical like they're very funny i'm not sure who you worked with on those but they're they're really good so i just want to know will there be another book you have two of them out right yeah i have two out we um my girlfriend and i actually i met her she worked at us weekly through my divorce she covered my divorce for us weekly Mm. and she had never written a book before but since she covered my divorce and was a writer we decided because i love to write we should just try to write a book together like neither one of us had ever done it before and our collaboration became a New York Times number one bestseller, and it was kind of amazing. She wrote with me on number two. She's now writing everybody's books, which is great for her. Yeah. Um, on number three, I didn't, I've done the whole thing myself. It's almost finished, and um, I'm really excited to have it out there because it's very raw. It's very real. It's still, I put the humor in there, but there's, you know, with, with tragedy, and tragedy and humor go hand mm-hmm. in hand, and mm-hmm. so that's why I try to make my books really real, but then I, I try to, you know, laugh at myself as well. Oh, I'm so excited. So is it going to be more like memoir style? Yeah, it'll be like the first one more than the second. I mean, the second one was more fluffy. It was not yeah. like dating life in LA. It wasn't like a lot of substance other than the guys that I had slept with. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> which I loved. I loved hearing about it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not as relatable as divorce and heartbreak. And I feel like I've lived enough life now and gone through, you know, good times and bad times. And, you know, I have a ton of jobs and there's no work and then we're moving again. And there's just been a lot more life that has, that I've lived since the second book that, mm-hmm. you know, it's been hard, but it's also been great. And I think it will be very much more similar to the first one. Oh, good. Well, I can't wait to read it. So now I want to hop into Housewives. You recently okay. said uh, it was in the news and those like, trashy blogs that you said something along the lines of not being real friends with Yolanda anymore, but then you kind of cleared it up. I was just wondering, are you friends with Yolanda? What's your status with, with those housewife girls? See, it's really funny because people pick up like a blurb of what I say and then mm-hmm. it turns into like, we're, we're bitter enemies. I absolutely love Yolanda. And here's exactly what I, I, when I read her book, my feelings were hurt because she kind of like, like pushed me in with the other women and I'm nothing like the other women. And her and I had a real amazing friendship, and I was at her uh, condo all the time. Like, every time I was in Beverly Hills, I'd say, what do you need? Let me get you a salad. I saw her constantly. This was way after I was off the show. Mm-hmm. I would always check on her, like, all of the time. I mean, my dad and I went over there. Like, she's close with my father. So I just felt a little discounted. And, you know, the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, yes, she was very sick, but I was over at her house constantly, texting her constantly, talking on the phone with her constantly while she's going through her divorce. And, you know, the the girls ended up moving to New York, so she decided to move. And she got busy moving, so I kept reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And, you know, friendships are a two-way street. Mm -hmm. I love her. You know, it it wasn't reciprocated. She wasn't texting me back. She wasn't, you know, calling me back. And at a point, you just stop because it is a two-way street. And I know she got busy, and I know she loves me. She knows I love her, but listen, she knows where to find me. I've done my part. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, nothing, not like nothing bad happened. I absolutely love her, but it's like with a boyfriend. Like if you call, 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 and he never calls you back, you're going to stop calling. Yeah. In the book, she references like all the other girls. So, you know, she doesn't single you out, even though you were there for her. Yeah. And and that really hurt my feelings. Like, well, Brandy came out for one photo. She, no, I was with her constantly. I went and laid in her bed with her. I got her, like, I lingerie. I helped her get dressed for her anniversary for David. There were no cameras there. Yeah. Because she was so sick. I mean, I, I don't know that maybe she doesn't recall, but I just don't want to be lumped in with those other women because those other women were never there for her. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I saw the book. I put it on my Instagram, and then I read it, and I was just kind of disappointed. Sure. And that was it. I, I love her to death. I love her daughters. Um, not so much her ex-husband, but you know, that's, that's all, you know, water under the bridge. She loves me. I love her. If she wants to find me. She knows how. I was just watching there. I don't know if you've been seeing on Bravo has been replaying all the old seasons. 
and I was watching the episode where David Foster's um, playing for for the girls. I don't remember if you, I don't, I think you were there. And um, Taylor's trying to sing, and he like yells at her for singing. It's like the funniest scene. <laughs> oh, I wasn't there. I, I I don't think I was there on that episode. I was some I, like I was out of town or something. Or maybe that wasn't. No, I was. In, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't, you were there. You were in the drunk. season. Yeah, I was totally drunk and like you're kidding. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, I like I've seen the show. I just don't recall being there for that episode. Yeah. Okay. Now I have a. There's a rumor that I heard that I just want to see if maybe you can clear it up for me. So I heard that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they get paid per season, whereas some of the other franchises like New York get paid per episode. And the rumor or the theory behind it is that's why the New York girls bring more drama. And lately, like the Beverly Hills girls have been pretty bland, and they they have a couple good episodes. But the the uh, uh, theory behind it was that Beverly Hills gets paid per season, so they don't feel the need to bring so much drama versus uh nyc let's say who is getting an episode count based on how much drama they're bringing well here's what i can tell you that i know um we have different production companies so it's not like mm-hmm. the same in new york that it is here like we have the same as orange county here beverly hills does new york is its own separate thing now as far as it went for me i was on salary and it you know and as were most of the other girls the problem comes when Certain people don't want to show up. They don't want to shoot. They don't want to, like, I'm not making that. Then there's a possibility that they say, you know, it's pay for play. You got to show up and you'll get paid per episode. Mm. Because some girls are being fancy and saying, I'm not shooting with her and I'm not going to do this. And that's when you ruin your salary situation. And it also also ruins the show, too. What I like about New York so much is that those girls will fight and then they all still film together. But I feel like with Beverly Hills, they were playing that. They still play that game a little bit where it's like you can tell. I mean, a a good uh, someone who views the show like I do, it's like you can tell that LVP may not want to film with someone else with you or, you know, whoever. Yeah. You know, I, I know that if you think about New York, so I don't this is just me thinking. I know that they made like. Luann a friend of Mm -hmm. and then in that moment that season she was the entire season and so she really brought it I think sometimes and this is just me like talking out of my ass I think sometimes when they give you a demotion like like they did with Portia that one season like you're a friend of and now uh, Luann you're a friend of those girls are like oh shit that's my paycheck I'm gonna bring it yeah and then they're back on as housewives so I never had a problem bringing it no (laughs) that's the problem (laughs) So I never had to deal with that. I was just like everyone else, like salary. So um, yeah. I, I can't, you know, speak. I know one of my friends was like, you got to show up to get paid because she was notorious for like, I'm not shooting with that person. Yeah. So, you know, I think every production company is different and how they deal with it. But I think the women of Beverly Hills are the least real. Yeah. It's because been... I've seen those girls when the camera shut down. And there's some drama, so but like they what? are so together when the cameras are on, like mm-hmm. everything's pristine and perfect. And you're, you feel like you're watching like, you know, middle aged Barbies, robot Barbies, you know? <laughs> yeah. So who would, uh, out of the cast, like the cast that you've worked with or that you've seen on Beverly Hills, who would, who is the most different behind the scenes? Not necessarily good or bad, but who would be most surprised by? Um, I would say Kyle. I think that she's a lot looser and a lot. Um, more fun yeah. and not so worried about, you know, saying the right thing and doing the right thing and about her kids hearing something like, because when there's no cameras and it's just you and her and you're out to dinner, she can say whatever she wants and there's no repercussion. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's weird because I like Kyle off camera. Yeah. Not on camera because they're two different people. Interesting. Uh, are you still friendly with any of the girls on the current cast? It's funny. Um, I just ran into Lisa Rinna okay. at a Christmas party and Harry, and they were lovely to me. And at the end of the day, like, I feel sorry for her because she's had to be the bad guy for a couple mm-hmm. of seasons in a row. Yeah. And I know what that feels like. And it sucks because she's the only one bringing the show, and then she's still hated as a bad guy. And I, I feel for her because I've been there. And she was really sweet and kind. And we have, like, listen, I, I know we have a ton of mutual friends. I talked to Kim every other day she's doing great she's oh, great in her sobriety she's with her grandson all the time um i just ran into kyle randomly she moved into my neighborhood and i have a p.o box I mean, we run into each other a lot like yeah. the only person i don't see is lvp because she only goes to places she owns 
Yes. And I won't go to those places. Sure. Those places aren't that great, so you're not missing anything. Do you watch Vanderpump like Rules? I do. It's hard it's hard not to. I mean yeah. like I really it's like I I really like the the trainer at TV. I can't help it. And Vanderpump Rules is actually I mean, they bring a lot of shit to that show. I mean, every episode stuff happens. Whereas Beverly Hills, like yeah. Have you been watching this season of Beverly Hills? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't not watch. Right? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you can't give... I'm like, that was five years, six years of my life. Of course I'm going to watch. People think it, you just... You, it's like a boyfriend, like, not checking his Instagram. They're going to mm-hmm. check it for a while. And I like um, that you're upfront about it, because a lot of the other housewives, once they get, like, off the show, they say they don't watch at all. <laughs> it's like, you know they're watching. And they're lying. They're lying. Yeah. They, anyone who comes on the show and says, I never watched it, they're liars, too. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the cast? What do you, how do you think the season's going? Um, you know, it's only been, what, two, two episodes, right? Uh, two? Yeah, two or two three? or three. I think two. I mean, obviously, it's, like, it's pretty to look at. I, I just am waiting, like... Something needs we to get happen. it. Everyone has a glam team. Everyone has a lot of money. If the big drama is that your floors are getting, you know, torn up, I'm just, this is not going to be fun to watch. Yeah, like Lisa um, Rinna's rat shit. <laughs> that's like the big. Yeah, and like that's like honestly that made me all dry heave and like, yeah. oh my god, that's disgusting. But you know, I'm it's it's the beginning, and I'm hoping that you know it gets more exciting because you know you have to build up to it. Um, I just wish there were more hot husbands. Like I, I mm-hmm. can't. These beautiful women and their yucky husbands, it's like, oh, well, yeah. I can't. I want to see, like... Although Teddy, Teddy's husband's cute. Uh, the new girl, Teddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen him enough to have, like, yeah. an opinion on him yet. You know what I mean? Like, like Mauricio's handsome and, and Lisa Rinna's husband's handsome. And I get it. But, like, the hot chicks, the pretty chicks are going out with these old dudes. Like, Ken and PK. Mm. Oh, and PK's Erica's the worst. Husband. I mean, like, they, they're all, I'm sorry, but they, they should be in senior home. <laughs> yes. You are so right. You are so right. PK needs to get off there. I'm sick of even looking at him. Like, I don't, I've, I've given in to Dorit. Like, I don't mind her. But PK, I just can't. And I do, you mentioned Lisa Rinna, and I feel like this season she's resigning to being the villain. Like, I feel like she's been the villain for so long that now she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm not, like, I somebody else has to like, bring something. I kind of defeated. It's like, and then... Eileen's not there to help, and mm-hmm. it's it's almost like it's not fair, but at the same time, this is what you signed up for, and yeah. I think that's part of why I was so, I was getting so upset, I was so sick of everyone saying I was with trash, and I'm the bad guy, I'm on this, I'm like, poor me, and then I'm like, wait, that's what I signed up for, so I need to just get over it. Yeah, but you were bringing the show. We need people like you on the show, and I always get frustrated with fans because I, I love these shows. I love Housewives. And I hate when somebody says, oh, I hate this per Like, they hate, you know, Portia or something. And it's like, yeah, but they we need these people for the show. There's no show without somebody. Like, somebody has to be the villain. We need that for these. Somebody has to be. Like, you can't all just be kiki and all the time, like, being best friends because no one wants to watch that. Yeah, That's why I love Atlanta because they have money, but mm-hmm. real shit's happening. Like, people are going to jail. People are, like, literally, like, suing other people. Not that I like people that sue, but yeah. they have money, but there's a real drama happening behind that, you know, the facade of let's get our nails done, let's go on a trip. When they go on a trip, they're throwing down, people are getting their wings pulled out. It's like, it's a mess. Totally. You will never see that in Beverly Hills. Like, never. You mentioned lawsuit. What's going on with that smelly vagina lawsuit? Are you guys all done with that, with uh, Joanna Krupa? I cannot talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad I got to say smelly vagina on my podcast, so that's a win for me. Um, Listen, it happens to the best of us, let's be clear. <laughs> oh my gosh. So would you ever go back to Beverly Hills? Have they asked you back? Yeah, you know, when we first decided, like, it wasn't going to work out, Andy's like, well, you know, this is like, a, well, you're like in the mob. You never really get to leave. You're always going to be a housewife. And yeah. he's like, it's a family. You're grandfathered in. And I think I needed some time. I was in a depression. Like when I left, I was I, I felt like they were all against me, and yeah. I just didn't have any allies. And like, listen, if I right now, if I was on there and I said half the shit that Erica says, I would be trash and garbage yeah. and put aside. But she has a G five, so it's okay. Yeah. Like if I said, oh yeah, dick fucking lips. Like uh, look at my. I said mm-hmm. talk, and the women were like, oh my god, you're from a trailer park. Um, first of all, who cares if I am or I'm not? Like, trailer parks yeah. are great. But fuck you. Like, if I was there without a husband, without a G5, without a glam team, and I said that shit, 
I would be cast aside. Mm-hmm. But because it's Erica and she's so fabulous and she's the favorite right now, like everyone just laughs at all. She's so great. And I, I think she's great, but I just imagine myself in that position saying half the shit she says, how they would treat me. I just feel like it's a double standard. Yeah. But my head is back on straight and I these women want to come for me, watch out. Oh, we need you back on. Your last appearance when you taped that little segment for the reunion where you were drinking <laughs> and you just talk shit, it was like the best. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's funny, but this, this, these people reach out to me and they're like, we want to do a YouTube thing where you're like on Housewives sitting doing, and we're going to interview about Housewives like you're in one of your confessionals. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I should do that. It just seems so Oh my God, weird. I'd watch the um, shit out of that. Please do that. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be fun, but it's really hard to have an opinion when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because when, like, when you're in those confessionals, you see the whole story, and then you have an opinion. But when you're just watching it, you guys are seeing highlights of what happened. Yeah. And there's more to it that you'll never know. Now, it always is uh, implied that LVP is very manipulative. And it's not just you that has said that. I recently was watching, Lisa Ren has been watching old seasons on her Instagram stories. This is like a deep cut, but I've been watching it. And she's implying that LVP is manipulative too. Like everyone and Kyle did at one point. It's like, what is it? Can you give us any more specifics about how she's manipulative? Because I think we can see it a little bit, but like, is there a specific situation, uh, you know, that has happened behind the scenes that you might be able to share? Um, I think she just, she's so intelligent and she's so, the show is her life. You know, yeah. her kids are grown. She is so Vanderpump Rules and, and Housewives, that is her life. And she's very concerned with how she comes off. So when you say manipulative, it's, yes, she is strategic, manipulative. She doesn't say, she plans her jokes out. Let's just be clear. They don't roll off her tongue. Mm. Um, she'll call you in the morning and she'll say, listen, you know, let's go over what happened. And I'm not telling you to do this, but wouldn't it be fun if you did this? Yeah. <laughs> then they're like, okay. And she, and she reminds you over and over again. The only reason that you're on the show is because she's allowing you to be. So that was my experience with her. And then she's like, well, Brandy, honey, you're depressed. You're losing your audience. And people want to see me together with Kyle. So I'm going to go back and be friends with Kyle. And it's almost like she's writing her script. And if you go against her, you're not on the show. Hello, happened to me. Um, I was the first one to say she was manipulative because she is. And I was the devil. But now everyone's saying it. And she's kind of just accepted it. But because I was the first one to say it, she shunned me and she was like, oh, God, you can, no one can ever say anything about me. I'm perfect. Um, but now she's kind of like, ah, whatever. Because yeah. she has to because not everyone's saying it. But it's just the planning and the, how she says, I, ne- I would never tell you to do this, but maybe you should do this. She's just really good at manipulation. It's, it's yeah. like you walk away going, what just happened? <laughs> Why would I ever do that? You, you kind of feel like, a sidekick, a version of yourself, and not yourself. Yeah, interesting. I get that. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, you did Celebrity Big Brother with our president. Is there something you could tell us, like a behind-the-scenes thing about him or, or anything he was oh, like? Oh, no, I did, uh, I did um, Apprentice. Apprentice, yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, like, I had a, a great, I didn't, I wish I had something to say, because I don't, I do not want him to be our president. I think that he is going to kill us all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard to watch. And yeah, I like when that, when, you know, the SpaceX set up the, the rocket for, you know, whatever, like this, we were just sending things into space. I thought North Korea was bombing us. Like that's how. <laughs> that was a scary moment. Not, it really is. I mean, right now in our world, I'm, I'm scared to death. Um, but when I did Apprentice, he was lovely. I, I have to say his children were lovely. Ivanka, especially so articulate, well-spoken. And so kind. So I, I don't, I feel like a lot of what he does is an act. Like when the cameras are on, he's definitely tougher. And I wish like right now that he would just get off Twitter. Like somebody just mm-hmm. to impeach him quick because he needs the geo. Yeah. But my personal experience, and you know, I talked to Vivica Fox about this. Her and I had great, we had a great personal experience with him, but that doesn't mean we want him as our president. Totally. Okay, now I want to do a little word association game with you. So these are some people that maybe you worked with on, um, you know, Celebrity Apprentice or Bravo or uh, any of the shows you've done. And so, oh, wait, 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 can I go back for a second? I need to go back for a second. Did uh, (laughs) Beverly Hills, this is something I've been dying to know. Did they ever try to get Leanne Rimes on the show with you? No. No. Um, It's funny. 
No, they didn't. But like Andy would joke about it. But um, no, they they made it very clear to me that they would not do that to me. Okay. And she made it very clear that that was definitely beneath her anyway. She's like, I would never do a reality show. She did a reality, they do a show, reality didn't show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honey, like get us together, but whatever. I also always wondered if you were able to watch Coyote Ugly. <laughs> like that's it sounds so silly, but you I'm always what? yeah. Yeah, like I used to, I used to love that movie. It's so that good. was like one of my favorite movies. But it's funny because. I'm pretty sure that my ex-husband had an affair with Piper when they shot the cave. I'm not, this is like, this is for real, because you can, you're going to have oh to ask gosh. her and him, but they probably will both say no because they're married now. But 99% sure that happened. And then when I walked into Eddie's house, Eddie and Leanne's house, there's a giant poster of Coyote Ugly. I'm <sighs> thinking, so he gets to wake up every day and see Oh my that God! And sees that. that. It's kind of hilarious. I love that. I love that so much. Oh I've not told anyone that in ever, so that's like that's for you. Oh my God! I thank you so much. That's such a gem for me, and I appreciate it. Piper Barbie <laughs> went to my college as well, so. Oh really? I like, yeah. And then, yeah. She. I'll just keep it. Yeah. Uh, I won't say much more. <laughs> Oh my God! So Eddie likes Coyote Ugly. We get that at least. We we know yeah. he loves that movie. He loves he loves the blonde with brown eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so now I want to do a little word association. So I'm going to throw out a name. You could say one word, multiple words, a, a story, an anecdote, whatever the fuck you want to say about this person. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh, Eileen Davidson. I miss her. Randomly, yeah, I miss her toughness, and I I used to think she was boring, but I started to like her last season. Yeah, I did too. I mean, we all miss her. Kenya Moore. Oh, pure evil. Yeah, you did Celebrity Apprentice with her, and you guys had yeah. some good fights. She's a horrible, fights. horrible, horrible, horrible person. Really? Yeah. I think she's fired, yeah. too. I, I heard rumors that she gets fired at the end of this current season of Atlanta. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I heard. I heard something about one of them getting fired, and I heard it was her, too, but I don't. But this is, like, just people in the know that don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Lisa Gibbons. I, the love of my life. She, I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah, I'm not grown up yet, but I love her. And she is, she's more raunchy than anyone thinks. She can tell mm. a dirty joke. She loves my dirty jokes. And she loves, like, when I say F and all of that. So, <laughs> I love her. Uh, Kristen Takeman from New York Housewives. Oh, my gosh. She's got her head in the clouds at all times, but she's one of my best friends in the whole world. And I would ride or die for that bitch. Yes. Uh, Kate Gosselin. Oh, annoying as F. The most <laughs> annoying person I've ever met in my life. Ugh. Not like I hate her, but just I can't be around her. Yeah. Um, how about Aubrey O'Day and Polly D? You you did famous, famously single with them. Yeah. I love Polly. I have to say, Aubrey and I had a really rough start. I like Aubrey, but she overthinks things, and she's. I feel like she's been in the business too long, and she just needs to relax. But I love Polly, and I like them together because he's way chill. Yeah. I was so upset that the Danity Kane reunion didn't work out because I love Danity Kane, but that's neither here nor there. I don't I, even. I've never even heard her music. Like it's so weird. I've never watched any of those shows mm. before. So I knew her just from being on reality TV. I never knew that she was like the singer. It's not yeah. <laughs> she was part but, of a girl group, and they had like a couple. They had a song called Damage, which is like one of the best pop songs. But it was a few songs. But they were they kind of did a reunion thing, and then it fell apart. Okay, so how about speaking of singers, Brandy? You did uh, My Kitchen with Brandy oh. on Fox. You know what? She she is rough around the edges, but at the end of the day, when my dress broke at the at the end of party, she and her assistant helped me in the bathroom. They stayed like for two hours and got me back in my dress. So. She's just, she, I think she's always on, like acting, acting, acting. And I like people that are just the same way off camera as on. Yeah. A little diva-ish, but at the end of the day, we made up. And how about Bethany? I think you did her talk show. I, I, you guys might have done something else together, but. Yeah, I did her talk show. I like Bethany. She's, she's very just dry and here it is and this is what it is. Take it or leave it. I feel bad for her going through this public divorce because I've been there and done that. It seems mm -hmm. like hers is 10 times worse than mine. And it's hard to do that and be, have everyone know your business and then still be like, oh, yay, I'm happy to be on this girl's trip. So I have a lot of respect for her. Okay, Lisa Rinna. Oh. <laughs> we kind of talked about I, her. I, I, like, I randomly, and if Kim ever heard me say this, I randomly love her in a weird way because she now knows what it feels like to mm -hmm. be the bad guy. And so I feel like she finally gets it. 
and she's a little defeated, but now she finally sees the what whole picture, through. and she's, yeah, like, I sat and talked to her and Harry for, like, an hour at the Christmas party, and they were lovely. Is her hair real? Is it a wig? It's not a wig, but it looks like a wig. Yeah, okay. I'm glad we cleared that up, because I need to know that, too. <laughs> um, okay, RuPaul. You did um, the logo show with RuPaul. I've known Ru for way back, way, way before, like, anything. Um, when we did Passport, Macy, San Francisco. Uh, I love him. I think he ha- he has he's so bright and he's such a star, but he has mm-hmm. so much compassion and he's really changed the conversation for a lot of the community. And I absolutely adore him. Okay, so two more things, and then we're uh, I'll let you go. So if you were casting Housewives of Beverly Hills, who would you keep? Who would you get rid of? Who would you maybe bring back? Like, what would your dream cast look like? Okay, I would definitely see. I would bring back Kim because I like the thing with Kim and Kyle. I just no matter what, when you mm-hmm. put family together, it's always good. Kyle's so much more interesting Kim. with Kim, too. Yeah, for sure, because that, then you get a realness from her, because mm-hmm. otherwise she's just pretending. Yeah. Um, I, I think Taylor sh- ha- should be back, because mm-hmm. she's crazy, and I just liked her crazy, because if you just need real crazy mm-hmm. people to be on TV. Um, I would get rid of Teddy, unfortunately, just because she's accountable. Like, I don't want to watch accountable people. I want... Yeah. I want... She's coming on my uh, podcast and next week too, so <laughs> I, mean, I can't say I anything. I feel anymore. like no, 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 it's not negative. But no, no, I get it. If you, but if you're gonna be like that accountable, it's not gonna be fun. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe hopefully she proves me wrong. She's gorgeous. She is pretty. Would you bring back anyone besides Kim? Would you? What about Carlton? I always felt like Carlton got a bad rap. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love Carlton. I think Carlton and Taylor and Kim should come back. I think Carlton needs a second chance. And she's going through a crazy divorce, which everyone loves to see that shit on TV. Mm-hmm. So it would be great TV. Um, I mean, the rest, uh, I feel like we need Lisa Vanderpump restaurants and her flowers and stuff, but she doesn't really need to show up. Yeah. I would. I wish um, Vanderpump would take a couple seasons off and just do her spinoff, and then maybe come back to it. But I feel like the past three seasons, she hasn't really done anything on the show, and I feel like no, everyone I, else I, tiptoes around her, so it makes the show worse with her on it. Well, I said I. I told Justin. Um, I said, listen, Kyla and, and Lisa just took last season off. <laughs> they just sat <laughs> back and let everyone else do everything, and they got their check and left. Totally. Um, um, but yeah, ultimately, I just maybe Adrian. I love Adrian, but. I think that right now she's going to be too, like, I, I just want real people with real problems and people that aren't afraid to be crazy. I would definitely keep Rinna. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like there needs to be a little bit, they just need, I would keep Erica because I feel like she brings that glam. But I, I like to read, but I feel like we have Erica, so we don't really need to read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Totally. And what's interesting to me about Erica is that I don't think she brings a lot of drama, but for some reason, she's still very compelling TV to watch. And I I don't understand how she does it, like, from a production standpoint. I don't feel like she's ever really in the mix too much, but yet she's still, like, a fan favorite and people love her. I just find it interesting. Well, you know, it's because she's, like, like you know, a fembot. She's, like, a robot Barbie, and it's it's super, like, we all want to watch perfection, and that's what she's giving us. And so... It's like she's the new LVP, really, because Lisa would not do too much, but she looked, she had the aesthetic, and then we get the little raunchy side, too, which I love. Yeah. So I feel like she doesn't need to do anything more than she's doing. She just needs to be a fabulous Bemba, and she's married to a lawyer. She's she's gonna, she's smart as fuck, and she's just gonna keep it dry. Yeah. Do you think uh, it kills LVP that Erica's so popular? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. 1,000%. You know that you can tell it's Andy's new favorite. You can tell, like, she yeah. is, she loves to be number one, and she did not like Erica in the beginning. I am pretty sure she still doesn't. I don't think she likes any of the ladies, to be honest, but. Yeah. Um, Do you think her and Kyle yeah, are no, actually friends, or is it like a TV friendship? She does not like Kyle, which is, I mean, I know this for a fact, and Kyle does not like her. So mm. it's very, when she's like, well, the audience wants to see us together, that bothers me because. I, you, we're not, I mean, we're not asking. Yeah. You don't like her, just say you don't like her. Like, it's just, they have this, like, struggle of who's the, the top, like, favorite, you know, queen bee. And it's like, guess what? It's Erica, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to tell both of you. Erica slipped um, in. Yeah, I mean, like, she's come, she's not going anywhere. So, and, you know, she doesn't do much, but she holds it down and she's fabulous. And it's, 
dry and she's witty and like and she's fun to watch and she's going to do the split and her boobs are going to be out. Like, <laughs> LVP, I don't remember that any time LVP did the split. No. So. I just think LVP has been yeah. so boring these past few seasons. And I do, I do like her and I love Vanderpump Rules. It's like one of the best, I think, but I just would like LVP to take a couple seasons yeah. away um, so that the yeah, other girls can get in the mix. Stick. Yeah, stick with Vanderpump Rules. I feel like it's funny because all of those people drink and party so much, but when she comes to Beverly Hills, she's like, oh, Brandy, you're drinking. It's out of control. I'm like, wait a minute. What about your other show? Everyone <laughs> drinks and does drugs and there's no problem. But yes. you're talking to me about my drinking? Okay. Who you are helped, you? You helped launch that show. You were in that scene. You know, you launched the first scene of that Vanderpump Rules. And Don't got remind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. I've kept you forever. First of all, I want to thank you so much. I'm such a fan of yours, so I was so thankful yeah. and happy that you decided to do this for me. So I'm so appreciative of that. Um, I've That's also, I, I make a lot of memes and stuff online on Instagram, so I've you've given me so much wonderful content. Like on my Instagram, uh, I've done, <laughs> I've used you so many times, and it's always the best. So thank you. I've probably caught this. You're probably where I get them from, because I find them somewhere, and like someone sends them to me, and I just put them up. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, yeah. I, I don't know how to do them. I suck at all of those things. So we're also big fans of Mariah. We're big gay fans of Mariah Carey on this podcast. <laughs> so oh, do you, yeah. So I ask everyone, do you have a favorite Mariah song? What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite thing about Mariah is that people carry her around. Like, they carry yeah. her, literally, <laughs> on stage. That's, like, my favorite thing. That's all I care about. Like, yes. okay, darling, carry me here, carry me there. Like, I love all of her music, and I think that her diva-ness is fabulous, and I just I love to watch, like, you just don't see that ever. She's, like, the number one diva of all time. I know. You're so right. You're so right. Okay, and you're doing a family boot camp coming up on WeTV, right? Yeah, on March 9th it airs. Um, so that'll be exciting. I just, um, we just found out that it's coming out, like, the day my dad's having heart surgery. So I'm mm. like, oh, shit, I hope it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't kill him. Because yeah. it was really hard to do, and it's going to be really hard for my dad to watch the back. Um and me, I mean, it's going to send me over the edge, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to be on March 9th. And we have some other fun stuff coming up. Hopefully Alex can make it happen and get it done. Will the new book be this year? I hope so. I mean, I keep turning it in, and then I come, you know, they send it back with notes. It's the first time I'm doing all the writing myself. Yeah. So it's a little bit different just because, you know, I don't have the guidance. But, um, listen, after, after two with Leslie, I feel like I can do this. I got this. Yeah. If you oh. need someone, you let me know. Oh, uh, thank you. I really, I really wanted to do it myself because yeah. everyone was saying that I had a ghostwriter. I said, no, I had a co-author and I put her name on the cover of the book with me. Yeah. If I had a ghostwriter, I wouldn't ever put her name out there yeah. because it just it doesn't make any sense. So, um, I'm really like proud of myself for doing it all like completely. It is so, so, so much work. It is so, so much work. So, you know, the fact that you're doing it all on your own is amazing because I just know how much work goes into it. So good job. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. Brandy, thank you. This was a delight for me. It was seriously such a delight. So I thank you. Oh, yeah. me too. Thank and you And I miss you so much on the show and hopefully you'll be back on it very soon. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Scott. Okay. Thanks, Brandy. Bye-bye. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Whew. You guys, we have a lot to unpack from that. Normally, I just end this podcast right here and right now, but I can't 
I can't let you go, you guys. We have we have to unpack all of just what happened. I mean, first of all, my favorite moment was the bombshell. The bombshell that Brandy dropped. That Eddie allegedly had an affair with Piper Paraboo, the star of Coyote Ugly. I mean, I mean, you guys, that was an exclusive. She, said, she even said that on you. She said that. I've never told anyone that before. And you guys, I, I'm... Let me, I'm processing all of this right now. Like I'm, my jaw, when she said that my jaw was like on the floor, I had to like roll it back up into my skull. I mean, imagine Leanne Rimes has a a Coyote Ugly poster in her house. I mean, who among us doesn't, right? (laughs) But she has, (laughs) she has a Coyote Ugly poster. Does she know? I don't know. Does she know that Eddie allegedly hooked up with Piper? I mean, and they look at this poster all the time in their house. Like, that is some crazy shit. That is some crazy shit, you guys. And I also just want to say that I love that movie, Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I'm very excited to go rewatch it now with all this new context. What else? I loved hearing her talk about LVP. I mean, it makes all of it really made sense to me. Like, I, it, a lot of it's it's surprising. It's It's nice to hear from someone who's been in all of the trenches of this stuff so like brandy's been filming this show she filmed the show for seasons with these people so she knows the ins and outs of it so it's nice to hear confirmation of a lot of these theories and ideas that i feel very similarly i mean i know it sounded a little bit like i'm kissing her ass some of the times and i don't i'm only doing it because i genuinely like her and also I agree with all this stuff. Like, I think they, she knows that these shows need a villain. She knows that these shows need drama. And I feel like a lot of the current cast, they don't get that. Or maybe they do get it and they just don't care. They're getting paid. I mean, LVP and Kyle are getting paid regardless. But I really agreed. It was, it was interesting to hear that Kyle and Kim, or Kyle and LVP don't like each other. That was surprising to me. Because I think we've seen shades of that with Kyle, right? Like, we've seen little things here and there where it's like, Kyle trying to go against LVP, but I think Lisa Vanderpump's fan base is so strong that these women can't... Kyle has tried to go against her, but Kyle realized that she will lose half of her fan base if she goes against LVP. So, you know, Kyle can't. So I think Kyle probably just resigned to that idea and is like, okay, you know what? I'm going to team up with LVP. We can make this our show. We can pretend to be friends. And, you know, they kind of are able to stay out of the mix. But God, I wish Kyle would would speak up a little bit more against LVP. I don't know. It was interesting to me that she watches Vanderpump Rules. Again, who among us doesn't? <laughs> we all love we all love Vanderpump Rules. And it's refreshing to have someone so honest about it. I feel like all these housewives say they don't watch these shows anymore once they're off of them. And it's like, you know they do. I also hate when, yeah, they come on and they say they've never seen the show, like when they're a new housewife, it's like, uh, why haven't you watched the show? If you're, if this is your job and you're joining this cast, like, shouldn't you go back and watch them all? I mean, it's like crazy to me, but it must be hard for her to watch Vanderpump Rules and see Sheena, Sheena Shea or Sheena, just Sheena now, (laughs) just Sheena. (laughs) I reached out to one of the Vanderpump Rules kids (laughs) I reached out to my favorite, Kristen Doty, and she politely declined to be interviewed by me, which was, you know, she was my first decline. Like, I just sort of on a whim one night, I was like, you know what, let me reach out to uh, Kristen, because I love, you guys, I love Kristen. I do, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I really love her. I think she makes great TV. And this season, she's sort of on the sidelines. So I thought, you know, maybe it'd be, you know, fun to chat with her. And I thought, what else is she doing? Like, why wouldn't she just call in my show for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever to talk? But uh, you know, her PR person got back to me and politely declined. So I, I still love Kristen, but you know, Kristen, if you're listening, come on the show. I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you. I, I might reach out to some of the other ones. I'd like to talk to some of the Vanderpump Rules kids. I call them kids, but they're all older than me. They all are. Let's be honest. They're much older than I am, and I feel good about that. Anyway, what else happened with Brandy? I mean, it was interesting hearing all of the Eddie stuff. I tried not. I didn't want to ask too much stuff because I I think that is personal and I do feel bad for you know the other people involved in the kids and everything because their their parents relationship always seems to bubble up into the tabloids all the time and I know that you know how they make their living in reality shows and tabloids and all that stuff it helps fuel their careers so but I I tried to stay away from that a little bit and also you guys I only know Eddie Cibrian 
like because of Brandy. Like, has anyone actually seen anything that he's been in? I don't know. He always reminds me of, um, I always get him mixed up with that David Boreanaz. You guys know the guy from Buffy? I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. But I always get them mixed up in my head. I feel like they both look alike. They're both super handsome. And I know if you're listening, you're probably thinking like, well, David Boreanaz was from Buffy. But you guys, this is controversial. <laughs> Exclusive controversy. I have never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like a pop culture blind spot to me. It's one of those things that I always say I'm going to get to. I feel like I'd love it. I know people are super passionate about how much they love it. And I know David Boreanaz did that like spinoff thing, uh, Angel spinoff. I need to get to it. Should I get to it? Can you guys like tweet me or something and let me know if, if I should watch Buffy? I mean, everyone's going to say yes, right? I mean, it's known to be a really great show. I have seen the movie. But anyway, I've never seen anything that Eddie's been in. Like, I don't know. I I honestly can't think of anything. And I watch everything and a lot of shit. I mean, I watch a lot of, like... I feel like he would be in a lot of Hallmark shit or Lifetime movies. And I watch all that. So, like, why don't I know a movie that he's in? I don't know. Do you guys have any pop culture blind spots? that Like, stuff that is so popular not eddie cibrian but like the buffy uh, tv show is there anything that you just think wow everyone talks about it you feel like you should know it you feel like you should you would you feel like you would like it but you just haven't gotten to it that's how i feel about buffy there's a few things like that breaking bad i've never watched breaking bad and i always say i'm gonna get to it i've, I've tried to put it on once or twice and it seems just a little too dark for me um due to my proximity to depression but, you know, maybe one day I'll get to it. I don't know. That's a... Game of Thrones, too. Like, I've tri- I tried with Game of Thrones, and it just was... It, I, it just wasn't for me. But I'm embarrassed by my tastes. <laughs> I'm, like, talking about how I don't like Game of Thrones, but I just, like, earlier in this show talked about how I like the Nickelback song. Like, I... I don't know. I'm having a revelation, realization, that maybe I need to reevaluate myself and my tastes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now I know I gotta start wrapping up, and we haven't gotten to Houses of Atlanta, we haven't gotten to New Jersey, and a lot of the Bravo stuff that's going on, we just haven't had time to get to, but there is one thing that I want to make sure I highlight this week, because I can't go another week without talking about it. I mean, it's too important in the Bravo universe, and what, of course, I'm talking about is Dolores from The Real Houses of New Jersey. I'm talking about her Instagram account. Now, these women... They often have lots of followers on social media, right? So a lot of companies will come to them with sponsorships. We've seen this with like flat tummy teas. You know, I feel like we always see like Ramona or Kim Zolciak holding a fucking tea bag and talking about their flat stomachs, which I respect, you know, get that money, you know, get that money. (laughs) Anyway, they got to hustle. I get it. But... I know how these things work. I know how these sponsorships work. I've had a couple companies come to me, and what happens is they will come to you and ask you to post about their product, and they will give you a sample copy, like a sample script that you can go off of so you're reading about the product. So let's say we're talking about Coke, Coca-Cola, <laughs> not cocaine. But Coca-Cola would come and say, I, I, you know, give me a script that says, Hi, I'm Danny Pellegrino, and, you know, when I'm feeling like I need a boost, I grab some Coca-Cola. I go do Coke in Dorit's bathroom. <laughs> but so that's what they'll give you. Now, you can improvise. You can, that's a suggested copy. So you could do it exactly how they suggest, or you can kind of improvise a little bit. So Dolores got a sponsorship with a cheese company, Formaggio Cheese, I believe it is. And look, I don't know what they sent her, but somehow Dolores made it into a eulogy for her dead grandmother. And it is shocking. It is shocking and amazing. And I just, I have to play it because it made me so happy. It gave me such a giggle. So this is a sponsored ad for a cheese company and also a eulogy to Dolores' dead grandmother. Let's all take a listen. everybody. Happy New Year. And I want to thank everybody for your condolences and prayers for my grandma. As you know, she passed away this week. And she lived to be 104, but... You know, like any Italian grandma, they leave a legacy behind of a love for food, and it's good food. So I just want to share this with you, that in the middle of a snowstorm, because I've gone to ShopRite, I did my formaggio shopping, I have the burrata here, 
It's absolutely amazing. As you know, burrata doesn't have flavor. This is the signature burrata from Formaggio that has a flavor like you wouldn't believe. It's so good. You have to try it. And then, of course, my sister Valerie's favorite is the baked brie with the cranberry almond topping. And it's just, it's such a winter comfort food. But I literally didn't know what I was going to do. And when in my refrigerator, remembered I had formaggio. So everybody's coming over for a great tapas. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Grandma's dead, but who wants some tapas? <laughs> oh, you guys, that made me laugh so hard. And I, the first time I saw it, you have to go watch the video because it's so odd. But it's like, you know, Grandma died. But good thing I remembered I had cheese in my fridge. Like, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. It was my favorite thing of the week, of maybe the year. So everyone go buy some of her cheeses. And may her grandmother rest in peace. Anyway, speaking of things that we like, I do have to get a few things uh, out of the way. First of all, I want to say that if you get a chance, please go rate and review this on iTunes. If you like this interview, only if you like it, you guys, because I can't handle, <laughs> I can't handle anything bad on there. <laughs> I go and read those reviews sometimes. And I, you know, I love hearing the nice ones. It's wonderful and it makes my day. But also it really helps me book guests and all that kind of stuff. So if you have a chance, go rate and review it in the iTunes store. I also want to thank Samsung Technologies. They provided me with all this great equipment and they are officially my sponsor and they've been so wonderful to me. You guys remember last week I did that interview with my mom? The only reason I was able to do that was because Samsung Technologies gave me like portable equipment so that I could it was very small, portable equipment that I could go bring home with me uh, and interview my mom while I was home. And it was so great to have that because otherwise I have, you know, these big microphones and stuff that I have in my studio, but I would have never been able to do that without them. And it worked really great. I don't know if you listened last week, but my interview with my mom was done on their, uh, you have to look it up. It's like their handheld podcast uh, kit or something like that. And it's like two microphones and then this little contraption that connects to your phone and it works so great so i just want to shout them out i also want to mention that and i would thank everyone the book that i wrote that i co-wrote with bob harper from the biggest loser uh, it's called the super carb diet and if you get a chance and you're looking for some a new diet plan or something like that go pick it up it's uh, a plan that bob created and i just sort of helped him put it on onto paper and the book it's so good. And he's been all over the place. He's been doing the Today Show. He was on Kathy Lee and Hoda. He did Rachel Ray. He's doing all the shows. He's going to be on Watch What Happens Live soon, I believe. Like, pretty soon. And Ebob is the absolute best. He's a gem. And the diet is really great. It's like a 90-day diet plan. It's called the Super Carb Diet. It's it's similar to, like, macro counting. Like, uh, if you um, are familiar with macro counting, it's having, like, a a proper amount of protein, carbs, and fat. So it's super balanced. The whole idea of it is being a balanced diet. So Bob created this thing, and it's so wonderful. And it's been so exciting. People have sent me pictures getting the book. And my, my name's just, like, sort of tiny on the bottom. It says, like, with Danny Pellegrino. But it's such a thrill for me because it's my first my first published thing. Um, again, it's all Bob's plan. I just kind of helped him write. And you'll see little little parts of me in, throughout the book if you read it, I think. Um, but pick it up because Bob is great. And I'm going to have to have him on the show again to talk all about, I want to talk to him after he does all these talk show things so I can get the rundown on all these people because <laughs> that's what I'm interested in. I want to hear about Kathy Lee and Hoda. He was there. Bob was at the Today Show the day that they announced that Hoda was, you know, taking over for Matt Lauer. So Bob was on the show that day. So I want to hear all about that. So I'm going to make him come on or ask him, beg him to come on again. Uh, onto the show. Finally, find me on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Danny Pellegrino. On Facebook, I'm at Pellegrino Danny. Please let me know what you guys like. If you guys like this episode, I love to hear from you guys. And I love if, you know, uh, the good feedback is fantastic and super helpful. So thank you guys all so much for listening. Thank you, Brandy Glanville. Oh my God, it was so exciting. So I love you all. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.